Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, today, we actually have a very special interview episode for you. Now, I know we don't do this very often, but uh, schedules aligned and uh, the guest, just like Young Chomsky, had his own audio equipment. So we're able to talk to Jason Sandigon today on the pod. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, even though I've never met him uh, in person yet, uh, but we've been talking online for a long time. Uh, he's a very prominent member of the Sad Head, uh, not just the Sad Head Saturday Alpha Contributions, but uh, he comes on our stream quite a bit. We played some video games with him. We played poker, Call of Duty. Uh, he's very popular in our Discord, and it's only like 40 people, so I guess everyone's popular because we all just talk. Um, but yeah, he's got a really great sense of style and a really great attitude that kind of fits in with my you know, dedication to POV, as well as uh, this element of slouch and a little bit of rebellion. Uh, you can probably, you've probably seen his punk rock uh, tastes come through um, in his outfits, uh, in his caps that you can get from Mad King George, uh, his own brand. And uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his background, his approach to style, again, his attitude, and uh, his brand that he's uh, starting to make on his own. So let's get ready and jump in. I always I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not gonna do it. Okay, I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna say anything. No, go ahead, make uh, the hey joke. Guys. Well, <laughs> no okay, jokes. I was gonna say this is a serious podcast. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm going to seriously tell you that we're we, due to the issues. We're recording yeah. in Discord again, and noise suppression cancels out the slate clap. And I yeah. just it was just fun that I didn't hear it this time. Oh, okay. You love not hearing it. I, yeah, I heard it. The joke I is clapped, that no one so. hears it. Okay, no they, you, you, it, not even you heard your own clap. I heard my own clap, yeah. But just if no one else heard it, did it really make a sound? Yes. Is is sound dependent on others' perception of it? That's not how that works, right? That's that's not. No, well, well, let's deep dive into yeah, that. Let's no. forget everything we were gonna do and just talk about that. So you're saying <laughs> there has to be two people to hear a sound for it to count as a sound. One person hearing something doesn't you count. Didn't hear it. There has you to be someone it. making a sound and and, and someone an to receive well, an observer well, okay, receiving sound. Because uh, if if I was being a little shit, I'd go, oh, yeah, prove it. <laughs> tell what did it sound like, and you can't you can't do it, right? Well, it sounded like a, you've probably clapped your hands before. Right. You know what it sounds like. Did I? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, welcome to Style and Direction, a mentor podcast uh, without the stuffiness. I am one of your hosts, Ethan M. Wong. And I'm your second host. I'm Spencer. That's right. Spencer, yeah. no last name. Because, again, no last name got, what do you have to do to get pay. that last name? You got to sign up for the Patreon to, le- to dox me to learn my real identity. <laughs> When they say dox you, does that mean they have to be like a harbor master or something? Yeah, they do. They have to tie me to a dock um, and unload and unload all the goods um, that I'm carrying. What are, what are goods in this case? Um, imports and exports. Well, I guess I'm I'm carrying imports. They're going to put exports on me. What? <laughs> because I'm a cargo ship. Oh, I'm bringing oh, yeah. in imports. Oh. And then they're going to use me to export things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. I'm Spencer okay. the cargo ship. Toot toot. <laughs> you guys, you guys know. How I want some fan art of um, an anthropomorphized like freight freight ship, but with my face on it. So if anyone can do that, I'd appreciate it. Thank like you a, very much. 
Like a JJ the jet plane situation? Yeah, kind of. Were there any boats and planes fire and rescue or the entire cars slash planes universe? Yeah, th- there's boats in there. Okay, well, one of those then. <laughs> I, I was just going to make a James Bond reference because uh, we all know his like fake company that he Talking works at boat. when he like... Yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, it's it's the uh, what's it called? The Universal Exports. That's like his like on his business card. That's like his fake thing that he when he's like masquerading as a businessman. I don't know if you guys uh, knew a that. A friend of a friend of mine was telling me about the Netflix Carmen San Diego show. Um and I he they work she is trained by a thief school that it's called Vile, which ostensibly stands for like uh violent uh imports uh luxurious exports or something dumb like that but then it's later revealed that vile actually stands for villains international league of evil <laughs> which i <laughs> which i think is fun it's like every what is that every villain is lemons like spongebob square every villain yeah exactly that's one of my favorite episodes of spongebob i mm-hmm. i you know, first-time listeners, I don't know what the metrics are because we don't pay for that shit. We just do this just because. I'm always curious, like, what the drop-off point is for new people who listen to this. Like, oh, yeah, it's menswear. And then, like, the first five to ten minutes is like, what the fuck is this? And then they just kind of Talking about drop Netflix, out. Carmen San Diego. That's right. My brother yeah. watched it. Uh, mm. But today, uh, we have a very special guest with us. And special uh, with an SH. You know how like, the internet says special, S-P-E-S-H-U-L? I actually haven't seen that. Oh, well, I guess I've uh, seen oh, that. Oh, it's dumb. Like, probably, like, once, but is that, a, like, a common thing? I I think so. It feels like a very Tumblr-y kind of thing, you know? Mm. Like, uh, like, oh, you're so special. Uh, but anyway, uh, everyone uh, put your hands together, and I'm hoping you do this all at home. Okay? Everyone, everyone do it with me. Three, two, one. But now, will anyone hear it? <laughs> only if they're listening with other people there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only way. But give it up to our friend, Jason Sandigan. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I wish we had, like, um, a laugh track or something. Music to introduce our guest. <laughs> Good Christian Fun does that. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to that podcast uh, in a long time. Yeah, neither have I, but it's. I've uh, never it's, listened it's to always, it. It's, it seems nice to have, like, the music, the fanfare. It's well. It's one of those things where we we talked about how this podcast. It would be cool if we had like a soundboard to just play, you know, like oh, like shock jock DJ host like wow yeah. Or, like, I, oh, I agree. A girl with that. moaning or something for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. we, yeah, but we don't we don't have that unfortunately. We should go like full shock jock, and we could like, like interview our guests, but they're like riding a Sibian. <laughs> Oh, no, God. What are this that would, be, that would be like a very shock shock move. Yeah, exactly. We could be the Stern. Be the Sterns of the, the Stern. Well, I guess the, the, if we're a duo, then we would be the Opie and Anthony of menswear. Um, that's the only shock jock duo I can think of. Do, I can't do think you of think any that? Of them, so. Well, since since podcasts are an audio medium, there is no we don't know that the guests on Handcut Radio aren't sitting on a Sibian. <laughs> they could be. They just never bring it up. 
yeah, yeah. The whole time, Alex is like, "All right, you're gonna sit on this thing. <laughs> We're just gonna do the interview. <laughs> just you know, act um, natural." God. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so Jason is a a very. Uh, you guys should know him already from his countless submissions, at least ever since we started uh, doing our Sad Head Saturday stuff uh, for the stream. He's been a very prominent uh, member of our Discord, and we've been friends for, I guess, two years. I mean, it's pre-pandemic. We were all in that, like, you know, menswear group chat for a little while, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah. you could count my submissions to Sad Head Saturday, seeing it's, you've only done it a couple times now. Well few weeks i I mean it's it's i mean a few it's, weeks it's been like it's been like three months it's hasn't been, been like three a long months time. oh god i have no concept of time yeah yeah well, i mean who else could it's, it's only if someone's in the room to experience it so it's true if only someone's um, there to experience time is when it exists because time because time is relative right like right. that one is real that's that's a real thing <laughs> okay relative. yeah yeah i've seen interstellar okay um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean uh, Jason and I have been friends for a little while, and uh, we first met. We were talking about this on stream yesterday, and I know by yesterday, for people listening to the podcast, you're like, "Wait a minute, that was a few weeks ago." Exactly, because we record these in advance. Um, you don't think? I, yeah. Wait, these aren't live? <laughs> yeah, these aren't. <laughs> Who, who's experiencing them right now? Just us. It's live for us. It's live. It's live it for is us. Live for us. Yeah. yeah. And for anybody um, else who feels it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, there's no one else in my room, at least not that I know of. Well, there's two Ghost cats in my I'm room. Referring to. So they're here. This is live <laughs> so, for them. Yeah. They're getting yeah. a preview. Uh, but Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do what you do currently for people who may not know you. And if you don't know him, you got to watch you gotta watch the whole canon of the stream. It's its own universe. Come on, guys. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, you gotta go back to all the streams. Um, well, what do you? I don't know. What do you want to know? I mean, well, just tell tell us about you know who you are, your age, and your favorite flavor of boba. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I've and your mentor like job, like a college, okay. like RA, like <laughs> introduction thing. Uh, Hi guys. Yeah. So RA. well, I mean, I'm 24 currently. I turned 25. Oh, like Jack Bauer. Yeah, I tur- like just like it. I turned 25 in three months, um, and mm. then I actually die. I expire. Like I'm like milk. Okay. Um, <laughs> milk lasts 25 years. <laughs> this does. And milk. Hold on. Milk. Milk dies. Hold on. There's a weird. There's a lot to unwrap with what you just. A lot said. to unpack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, uh, yeah. but you work in menswear. I do. I do work in menswear here in uh, the greatest city on the planet, New York City, um, where I do a lot because I, I manage uh, like the operations of the store I work for, and also do all the buying. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I get to influence people's taste in clothing, to a degree. I'm an influencer. I'm, I, I'm, I'm an yeah. influencer, really. At heart, uh, and you're proud I, to admit I'm it. Pr- okay, buy, <laughs> buying is so interesting because it's one of those things where you have to look at at like forecasting, right? And and like what what's trending, but you also, again, like you said, you dictate what is in the store for people to buy. So it's like a weird right. Like, I dictate what you think forth, you right? like. <laughs> when people when people okay. come Thank to you. shop at your store, they're shopping for your point of view. <laughs> Right, except it's really my point of view of the point of view of the store. 
because I've the store yeah, has been around so, for like forty years, so hmm. um, you know I have to sort of there's you know sort of a there's a lane I have to take. Obviously, if it was my point of view, it'd be a completely different store. It'd be my store, mm-hmm. and <laughs> right. um, and we we're gonna get into but, that in a second. Yeah, no, not, not but what's second, what's but what's fun? Here. What's good about it is that I don't have to do any of the forecasting stuff or any of that like trend watching because the store. Um, you know, the clients of the store tend to be, um, you know, the like late thirties and up. Mm-hmm. So, um, most of them don't care about, uh, what is like trending, uh, cause they're all starting to go through their midlife crisis. Um, perfect. So, you know, it gives you a good chance to really just buy just normal stuff or, buy a lot of Liberty print stuff. Cause you know, when people start getting mm-hmm. up in their later thirties, they need flair for, you know, they have to have a good shirt for dinners. Is something I hear a lot. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> Our dinner shirt from the, yeah, yeah, from need, the makers of the shirt. going out shirt. You have yeah. the, you have the dinner shirt. Like, oh, I need it. And it just, it just has dinner. a bunch of like printed, printed food stains. <laughs> it's on all it. so printed you, you food can... stains. So that way you can so you can spill stuff on just, it. It doesn't really yeah, matter. Spill ketchup? Who cares? Hey, it's part, it's of, part, the part of the shirt. Yeah, it's it's like a build your well, own shirt, right? It just it gets more. It's <laughs> a, where you wear it in, and it gets more stains, and it just becomes part of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what every the stain reasons? tells a story. <laughs> every every kiss begins with a K. That's true. Um, well, you know, one of the reasons we I wanted to bring you on here is not not just because you know we're friends and we we both worked in the industry. It's also because you know. You're quite young, and you've been, you know, been involved with such a really cool experience. You know, you've, yeah. uh, the, you know, you. I don't you do feel a lot for the young. Store. Feel how how old do you feel? Put a number to it. I don't know. I like a thousand. Mm. I haven't slept okay. in like months. So. <laughs> oh, that's you should uh, you should do I, that. I should try. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know well, it, it is. It, tell, tell us. It is being. It's weird being you know, my age in, in sort of the roles that I have, uh, cause nobody, and I, I mean this a hundred percent, nobody takes me seriously. Uh, not even yourself. Well, I've never taken myself seriously. That's why I'm so okay. funny. I mean, Hey, you were, you were, you did try to break into comedy I did. a while back, yeah. right? Yeah. See, yeah, actually I, tell, tell us, yeah. Tell I us did. about your background. Yeah, okay. Like, so yeah. we'll, we'll talk about, yeah. So I did, I was doing standup for a while. I was, uh, yeah, I did a lot of shows too, um, starting in like college, and then hmm. I eventually it started to make me uh, feel really shitty, so I stopped doing it. <laughs> Fair, um, you know, some people really like doing stand up because it's like you know lets them get a lot of stuff off their chest or whatever. Um, but I yeah. would do that, get off stage, and go, "This shitty, this sucks." <laughs> mm. And then have to deal with like people saying, "Oh, that was really funny," and I'm like, "I feel like shit. I want to go home, please." Yeah. <laughs> and then I do it all again I, next I, week. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Um, when I did, uh, I did improv in high school, and then every you know, you like a couple years after I graduated, I started getting invited back to do like alumni matches. Yeah. And every time I got off stage, I I was like, "Oh, that wasn't funny at no. all." <laughs> like. I kind of understand that feeling, and it's not fun. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, stopped, I had to stop doing that, um, mm-hmm. which is a shame because I was, at, you know, uh, I mean, not for me, but other people were sort of like upset, you know, because I was doing shows at like uh, the comic strip, 
um, which is like a, a famous mm. uh, club here. Okay. And so like I, one of the uh, promoters was like, you, she's like, you were going to make it. You were going to be the next like huge comedian. She's like, you're so funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stop doing this now. I was like, I'm, I'm out. Like, see ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, if I well, keep doing this, I'm like, I'm not going to make it to be the next thing. What was your like... Uh, well, like, the... <laughs> what was your stand-up like? Yeah, like, take us through a tight five. Uh, <laughs> do a, a tight five? five. Uh, it was... Honestly, <laughs> my stand-up was just sort of, like, dumb, you know, sort of over-the-top, like, observations. I did a whole bit about how raisins are just old grapes, um, which... Let me tell not you, wrong. killed. Are they not? People that? loved my when I did the raisins bit. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was never. I was never a storyteller comedian. Um, hmm. because at the at that point in my life, I didn't want to tell like my stories by any means. Um, but yeah, it was sort of um, yeah, sort of like an absurdist kind of thing. But I don't know. Well, I'm a fan of the absurd. I mean, me too. I mean, who isn't? I never, um, I've never tried to do uh, any kind of stand-up comedy. I love telling stories, and I, I feel like I'm sure that by now some of my stories are quite fabricated uh, on the details. <laughs> based on yeah, I love telling fake stories. I mean, you like writing fiction. Yeah. You like writing. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of the most famous ones. I think it's from like the first stream we've ever had, right? Where I talk about like my weird first kiss, like the weird stuff that happened around yeah. it. I, in retrospect, uh-huh. I wonder if it really was that weird. All I remember is that my eyes were open and I was crying um, afterward, uh, which well, is hilarious. You know, what nothing you could says do a nice romantic first kiss like, a... like crying afterward. You could do like a swimming to Cambodia, like one man show where you're just okay. sitting at a desk, you have a microphone and a glass of water yeah. and you just tell stories that are mostly made up. I I mean, what was that other one? The uh, Billions of Little Pieces, right? <laughs> that was A Million Little Pieces. That was the one that was, yeah, like fully yeah. made up, I think. Yeah. Um, I should do that. Get famous and then uh, and have to print a retraction saying this is a semi- semi-real memoir or something whatever i mean i just i just watched uh there's a movie with uh called shattered glass with hayden christensen where he plays a new republic reporter this happened in the like late 90s new republic reporter who uh they it came out that like 30 out of his 40 stories for the new republic were wholesale completely (laughs) made up Um, and he went to just extreme lengths to hide that like making like a fake website, like getting his brother in California to like set up a phone number and pretend to be like a Silicon Valley tech wow. company, stuff like that. Um, so you could do that too. You could get work for the New Republic. You could. There you go. I did. I, I was working at one point. I was working on a um, on something. I wasn't sure what it was. If it was like a short film or if it was like a, a stage show thing. Um, but it was called "How I Lost My Virginity and Other True Stories I Made Up." And it was like <laughs> that's, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, and it was like these supposed to be like these little vignettes of, you know, like stories that seem that they yeah. could be true, but there are just some details that seem a little off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so did you study theater or or like? Well, I studied film arts in college. No, I said film and television production. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I hated every minute of it. 
Um, which now, is a shame because everyone else around me had a great time. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's most people's college experiences. Uh, it sucks, but everyone else seems to be. Yeah, everyone else loved it. it. I know. Um, but okay, so I'm a little curious now. Like, did you did you did you dress up? back in college like was that like a thing because i know for for me it is spencer is currently in college so you know technically his men's journey is happening alongside his education uh and also i'm also curious if you ever dressed up for stand-up because what i'm thinking of is paul f Tompkins, you know wearing like you know custom suits on stage and everything right no mm. so yeah or the joker in, in college i had sort of or like abandoned joker. Um, yeah. I was no, I wasn't like a menswear guy. I always liked clothing, but I wasn't, you know, a menswear guy. I mean, I okay. was wearing like, you know, skinny jeans and, you know, hoodies. Um, but I was also, you mm. know, most days in, you know, school were 12 hours long shoot days. You know, it was very hands-on. So there was, I wasn't going to wear anything that wasn't like comfortable that I couldn't wear for 12 hours. Um, Wow. So then, what? How did that transfer into like you know? Now you're wearing wearing suits. Like, what was the transition point where you're like, okay, clothes are cool. I'm gonna start paying attention to this. I'm gonna start wearing tailoring right. and everything. So before, like when I was in high school and throughout my life, I'd always I always liked tailoring. You know, I'd always wanted to wear suits. They always looked bad, of course, because I was poor. Um, and then so. It, and you know how we feel right. about poor people on this we, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so there wasn't any, like, money to buy, you know, suits. I'd have to, like, save up. I had, like, a paper route. So, like, I had to save up all of my money to, like, go hmm. to Kohl's. Uh, do you guys those have are, Kohl's? Those are still a thing? Those were a thing? Yeah. Do you guys have... You had a very classic childhood. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad would be in the backyard. I'm a little paper boy paper over boy. here. I'm pedaling on my bike. Hey, saying, I'm going to throw Johnson, this paper in your window. I would ride my bike, yeah, up and... Yeah. I didn't know anybody on like my paper route though, so, so I was well, not. How, how did you know like, you picturesque? I I don't even know my neighbors, so I don't. I mean, that's just that's just the thing. Neither but, do I. But how did you? So you said you you always liked tailoring. How did that happen? Like, were your parents into clothing, or did they dress up at oh, all? Oh God, no. My my dad is like a, a biker guy. So uh, his idea of dressing up was putting on, like, a pseudo dress shirt and, um, like, a pair of khakis, which he called his, and I, I'm quoting here, his court clothes. Um, <laughs> court, court clothes. For the basketball court? No. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I mean, I would see movies, right? You see movies and it's sort of this aspirational thing, right? I grew up, you know, we weren't super poor, but we were, you know, we weren't like affluent in any way. Um, so you grew up watching all these movies, whether they were like, you know, classic movies or even newer movies at the time. Um, always like that stuff. And of course, you know, at every like department store they have, you know, they carry suits, whether it's, you know, those, it's always those shitty, like Calvin Klein or like Lauren, Ralph Lauren stuff. Um, and so like, I would right. save up my money and buy, you know, like, sport coats and stuff from there again they would never fit right because no one around me knew how it was supposed to fit so they were like well it looks fine so good to go yeah at one point i think my my dad had given me like this suit that he had had for like years it was like a 42 regular and Mm. i you know was like 13 and i was like okay 
<laughs> this must fit. <laughs> I actually had a very similar experience to that where my dad, like one of my first sport coats was my dad, uh, like gave me this like, like just, you know, random c- kind of tweed sport coat from the <laughs> 90s or whatever that he had that was like a 44 long or a 42 long. And it like at like yeah like thirteen I was like, oh, yeah, like this, yeah, is this is it, it. look like how cool I look yeah or like his leather jacket from the nineties that I wore for yeah. a Halloween costume and I was like it's huge <laughs> I had to roll up the sleeves but I was like yeah I'm so cool uh, yeah it's exactly I, the same I've always been shorter than always been shorter than my dad so it never really worked out that way oh I'm for much me, shorter than my dad my dad is six two I am five seven. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, my dad. My dad's like five ten, five yeah. eleven, and I'm like five eight. So unfortunate. But okay. So you said that you know your dad's like a biker. So did you do you think that any concept of like that, you know, bikers have like a look or leather mm. jackets, everything that has that kind of, you know, aesthetic and something that we've been kind of discussing in the pod and the stream is that whenever you are in this kind of community, whether it's like artistic or like like skaters or or bikers there's like a look right. so do you think that you kind of gleamed some of that idea of like okay this is a cohesive right look. i wanted a look that i wanted Can a look that, that wasn't poor okay you did and um mm. yeah and it just latched on to you know what you know james bond movies you know he always in a suit was like i always want to be in a suit you know that's what that's what the the cool kids are in so you you think it's like a re- a rejection of like your of your surroundings a right little bit, yeah, yeah i mean i was you know it's weird to say it, right, and talk about it. You guys know me, but like I am, I am the the outlier here in my family, the complete mm-hmm. outlier, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, because I, so you also grew up in Boston, yeah. Right? Well, like outside of it, but yeah. Okay. Well, is Boston? Boston is not a city known for being super right. well dressed. Definitely not. <laughs> That's nah, not the no. impression I get of Boston. <laughs> You're telling me Boston's I'm, not the tailoring no. capital of the world? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so there was really there was nothing around me that was like, you know, like what I especially like what I do now. To this day my parents don't get it. Mm. They have no idea what I'm doing. They don't understand the idea of anything. What's the suit? Yeah. But they don't they don't <laughs> get like why I'm like so uh, all the intricacies or like why I care about the intricacies of it um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it could be hard to explain to someone that doesn't have the right uh, bug and like i so i made a uh when my brother got married um bug like two years ago uh i you know i made him uh a suit for it right and again my dad goes oh you know well this is great for your wedding, and it'll be great, too, if you ever have to go to court or anything. And I'm like, stop with the court. Like, you can wear this outside of uh, <laughs> outside of being judged. <laughs> by by <Yeah>. literally. <laughs> and I'm like, how often are you going that's, to that's court crazy. that you need? You're like, oh, my God, I make sure I have my good court fit. <laughs> who, was the, Ever, hey. who was the guy... Was it like Takashi Six Nine, who when he got like he went to court, he was intentionally dressed like, like a fourteen oh, yeah, year old like his tie going was to court like, with yeah. like a backpack and his tie was fucked up and his shirt wasn't tucked in. Yeah, uh, you could. could do that. Yeah, that could my court so, my court fit. So tell tell me, 
Uh, tell me a little bit about how, you know, getting into menswear, how did you get to the look that you have now? Because clearly when you look at like the, you know, the tailing that you wear, it's different than how I wear it, different than how Kyoshi right. does it. There's a very specific, you know, fit. It's the, for those of you who don't know, you can check out Jason on Instagram or in the show notes, we have some of his fits there, but you know, it's kind of the crop trouser, high-waisted, you know, kind of bold colors. How did, how did you get to that look? So it, that it comes out of, um, the, you know, it comes out of that growing up in biker culture. It comes out of being the, you know, that rebellion sort of thing. You know, obviously most people rebel by wearing leather jackets and, you know, getting piercings and stuff. And it was like, all that stuff was perfectly fine. You know, I could have been, I could have gotten... Ta- yeah, that, that was like, that was a mode that right. they had. you know, I could have gotten tattoos when I was 16. My dad's, you know, friends were all tattoo artists. You know, my dad's covered in tattoos right. head to toe, and he's got them all for free. I That could have been me. But I was like, no, I don't want to be that person. Um, and now here I am, I'd have tattoos now, but... <clears throat> um, you have tattoos on your hand. I do have tattoos on my hand. I want a big one on my hand, but we'll get. We'll maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, we could talk about yeah, tats sure. in a bit. But yeah. yeah, so it still comes out of that idea of like rebelling. The you know not, now I'm so I've rebelled against rebel. my family, but now it's I'm rebelling against the sort of inside of the community that you know I'm a part of. It, you know, it mm-hmm. obviously I still fit into the into the community. You know, there's not like. You know, um, well, I don't fit into some of the community. Not, not Ivy not style. Ivy style. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> um, but in the in the greater whole of men's where I still, you know, I'm in that. You know, so it's sort of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the bold colors, like the orange velvets or, uh, you know, the lack of a navy suit sort of fits that purpose of rebelling against the, the conformity of, um, you know, especially of New York City you know, people, you know, getting rid of, you know, taking rid of the finance bro attitude of things. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking New Yorkers. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that, that, that idea of rebelling is quite um, common from an enthusiast perspective, especially one that, that gets into it um, from a non-traditional standpoint. And by that, I mean, you know, a lot of people that I've met uh, and even in the discord have like, oh yeah, my, my grandparents dressed well. Or my dad always had a suit. I thought that was cool. But then there are people like, you know, like you and I, where it's like, yeah, well, tailoring isn't really that important to the family. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So we have to get into it somewhere yeah. else. And then that kind yeah, of my dad, brings in some weird taste. My dad just wears shorts all day, every day. And my grandpa, yeah. when he retired in the 70s, burned all his ties. <laughs> or like retired in like the 70s or 80s. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm the only one, man. Yeah. Yeah, see, and then, and I think that's why, you know, with like, at least for me, right? Like, I wear spear point collars all the time. Not, not just because I like the 30s, but it's like, that is what I wanted from a dress shirt. And I don't have this whole idea of, well, tailoring should be classic, tailoring should be timeless. That's maybe some other people mm-hmm. have. So uh, it's always been about standing out or having your own POV in there. But what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're saying rebelling and everything, but. Did you have a specific influence? Like, what what made you go? Okay, I want my trousers to be this short. I want that bold color. Like, what was the exact? Or do, well, or do you have any that you were like intentionally evoking? You know, I, I pulled from a lot. You know, um, I moved. Yeah, I moved to New York in you know 2016, uh, maybe. Yeah, it must have been 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, moved to New York like a month after I graduated from college. I moved to New York. Um, mm-hmm. And so 2016, you know, there was the, you know, there was still that the Tom Brown thing had finally sort of boiled down to like the common folk. You know, it was no longer mm-hmm. high fashion. Right. And so, you know, and when I moved here, I had gotten a job at like Bloomingdale's and you had to wear a suit. And I was like, I didn't like any of the stuff. And I was like, oh, I really like this Tom Brown guy. I don't like what he's doing so much now. It's a little, uh, but I was like, oh, this guy, he seems really cool. I like the way it looks, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, He's taking a suit, but it's like not like corporate. I said, it doesn't look like the other people I'm looking at right now. I said, it looks really cool. And obviously, again, I still had no money. So I just, I bought like a suit from Uniqlo and like chopped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I, you know, when working at Bloomingdale's, I, I, you know, that's when I discovered, you know, uh, different tailors and stuff. And the real, I mean, the real sort of epiphany, really when I started, where it all clicked was, um, you know, uh, my girlfriend was working, when she was in college, she was working on a project for, like, her final project, and it was about Tommy Nutter. And I had no idea who the guy was mm-hmm. until, like, she introduced me. And it was like, I'm flipping through this book about him that I have, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, what I've been searching for. This is the answer. Um, and so, like, flipping through that and seeing all these people, you know, like Elton John and Mick Jagger, and I'm like, this is, like, the guy. And then, you know, on... The same thing, obviously, it was, you know, Nutter's was Tommy Nutter and Edward Sexton. And then so, you know, from there, it went from there, I found, you know, Edward Sexton obviously doing his own thing. Uh, and it was like, this is like, this was sort of that thing. It had the the boldness and and it still, it still kept a lot of the romance that I had toward suiting and toward tailoring, but it mm-hmm. put it in this really cool you can do anything it can be anything sort of um sort of look that obviously you know comes out of the you know the 70s um before you know people really took suits and just said these are only a thing for corporate men yeah i mean we we we've talked a little bit about how you know with the rise of casual wear and you know designer wearing everything well that that well that's all great it kind of just started putting tailoring into that that little box right it kept becoming less and less relevant to everyday stuff because uh a couple you know it all boils down to we're able to look at rudy giuliani on the cover of time uh, magazine (laughs) 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 i mean like you know like you know we were looking at these old esquire magazine stuff and um, back in the 30s, right? Every everything was based on tailoring. Casual right. wear was based on the ideas of tailoring. It was know, like here's a sport coat, but it's cut differently right. this way, rather than yeah, it being yeah. a whole different garment. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that uh, at at least at that time, you know, it was about making tailoring look fun. But clearly, the suits that you wear are not edward sexton style right. like you're not wearing like wide flared pants you're, you're taking the ideas of of that kind of right uh, yeah i'm not trying to know. copy anything i'm trying to take that the attitude right take the attitude and put the it attitude and put it in yeah. you know today and you know put it mm-hmm. in you know mix it in obviously with the things i like you know because i mean even then like now you look at edward sexton now and he's very you know the the fabric choice and the suit choice is usually pretty toned down and it lets the, it lets the, uh, you know, um, the peripherals, the things, silhouette, the silhouette speak for yeah, it, you know? Yeah. And while I, while I appreciate that a lot, 
you know, I also want to take it, I want to take that a little step further. And so, well, now let's do it with the bolder patterns, you know, do it with, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, let's keep, you know, this idea of the peak. I, I love the belly peak lapels. It's like, we'll keep that, but like, let's put it on, you know, pink tweed. Um, right. Because it's like, you know, you know, it's, it, it's sort of like, just, I, I'm just want to do things that I like. And if someone else likes it too, then good for them you know <laughs> so how, how how were you able to kind of exude this because i'm sure it was hard finding clothes that that approximated this vision oh, it was right? impossible so, you know you're out of you're out of college <laughs> yeah okay so it's uh, so i mean how do, how do you is do that it now? so is that like partly why you were like oh i'm just yeah. gonna make stuff this it was a like classic a... classic entrepreneur <laughs> like you know internet company it, move. yeah i couldn't find the thing i was looking for but yeah but it's not that's the thing it's like it's so not like i can't it. there's a market for this i there's probably not a market for it it's like i just can't you know you, you i have this you know sort of vision in my head of what i want to look like and it's like no one is mm-hmm. going to give me that so fuck it i'm let's i'm doing it myself you know what I'll do it I'll live. Do it live. Right. Well, what was your what was your first suit that you did? Because you know, w- w- was working with Dave the first time that you were able to get a suit that approximated your vision? Yeah, it was. Um, okay. Yeah, it was finally. You know, I met Dave, and we, you know, we sort of um, we clicked on a lot of things, right? Because I, when I first met him, I was telling him, I said, you know, I wanted to make this. I said I always wanted to have my I wanted to have my own label because it was like I have, you know, there's some cool things that I want to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, we chatted when I first met him, like to get like shirts from him. Um, and mm-hmm. we were sitting in like a, uh, a coffee shop probably for like three hours after I'd already picked the, you know, shirt fabrics and everything. And then we just sat there for like yeah. three hours talking. Uh, we like super clicked. And then, um, you know, we became friends, obviously. I said, all right, Dave, let's make, I said, I want to make a suit. Um, and so I was like, I want corduroy, you know, and this is corduroy and you know, this is like two years ago. But yeah. So like corduroy was starting to sort of seep yeah. back into like the public opinion, you know, cause obviously yeah. it was like, Oh, it's an old thing. You know, you only saw it at J press. Thanks Arette, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, I want to do a corduroy suit. And he brings over, uh, you know, he came over to my apartment and brought over like the, his book of corduroy. And I wanted the purple one that you have. Uh, but uh, he was like, well, I don't know about purple. He's the... <laughs> and then, of course, my girlfriend was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Show yeah, him. He's like, he's like she, my <laughs> girlfriend was like, no, you're not going to wear a purple suit. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's do the burgundy. <laughs> and that was the first one. And, of course, yeah. you know, I, you know, it you know, it was still like, you know, it was two years ago. So, like, the, you know, the fit of it was a little off for me. Um, you know, the pants were a little too tight. Mm-hmm. I was also a little skinnier then. Um, you know, post this is pre pandemic. I feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was getting that, seeing the, the saturated color, the, you know, the, the big lapel, the higher waist. It was like, this was mm-hmm. like, you know, the two inch cuff and it was, yeah, it was like, okay, so this is like that direction. This is the first, it was the first inkling of, <laughs> that piece of the puzzle so that was it that burgundy suit yeah that burgundy suit uh that's what did you wear before that how did you do it before there i really so the thing i really wasn't doing it before i was just i would just wear you know the suit yeah i could because there was nothing i could do right you know there was nothing i could get 
Because, I mean, yeah, like, we talk a lot about, like, approximating styles, but, yeah, like, a Tommy Nutter or Edward Sexton, that's really hard to... That's hard to it's approximate. It's hard to approximate, that's and hard especially, to like, even if I yeah. could, I didn't have the money to do it, you know? And so, yeah. I, I mean, I had vintage pieces, you know, I've, I had a few vintage, like, tweed coats, um, you know, when was, you know, when I was working at Thomas Pink, I had a few of their suits as well, but it was like, it still wasn't, you know, and I would just wear that. I was, I was wearing, you know, basically the Thomas Pink uniform um, until I was able to finally, like, sort of express... Uh, myself in through the clothing way because there was just no there was no way I could do it with the amount of money I didn't have I mean yeah so you you had this idea of what you wanted to look like but then you work you know you say you said work in Bloomingdale's Thomas Pink wearing their uniform what uh what did you wear in your free time like (laughs) like until basically your fugue and everything basically the same thing right I, I would have a few extra you know I had um it is one gray Fox Brothers fabric suit from Thomas Pink that I would only wear outside of Thomas Pink because it was super, it was an air wool. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I would wear that with like, you know, like a pink shirt or something, like a pink polo, you know. But it was really nothing, I, um, nothing would sort of give me that look that I, you know, wanted so badly. Um. So I right. just sort of suffered so, in silence, <laughs> or like I'd wear like tennis sweater. I you know I'd wear like a tennis sweater and like a tie, and some like mm-hmm. you know bullshit Thomas Pink shirt with a you know a stiff ass collar. Yeah, right. it was like because then I would take I would take the collar the, stays uh, out of it to try the... to make it like a little floppier. <laughs> but it was okay, yeah, so that's, fused that's together that it was, didn't do anything. Did you ever do the the graphic D with sport coat look for uh, back no, then? No, because I used to watch like mm. um, Gentleman's Gazette, right? And like it was <laughs> oh, uh, you did. That's right, I you did. did. I did watch all those things, and even though I was like, this didn't seem like some like, but this is what the the community is, right? And it was like, you can't do anything like that. You're wearing a suit. You better be wearing a, in a shirt and tie. And I was like, yes, sir. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you uh, just because it sounds like an order. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know that's that's really um, quite interesting now because I feel like it's what it seems like to me is that you know being able to get to the job that you currently have it's allowed you a lot more freedom in what you wear. I mean, presumably because you don't have a uniform, now, right. right? I can, wear, can wear, whatever wear whatever I want. You want. <laughs> I can wear an orange is that orange, orange velvet you? suit if I want to, and I do. Right, yeah, and you do. <laughs> um, so really quickly, so where did you work before? Like, was Bloomingdale's your first menswear job? Yeah. Like right after college? Yeah. Prior to okay. that, I worked at a flea market work. in the concession stand. So. Whoa. I guess and, menswear is Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> the concessions for the flea market. Yeah. But it was like a, yeah, it was three, a bad flea market. Suit. It was nothing. There was nothing. It was like mainly just trash. People just trying to sell trash. And one mm. guy was like a Pokemon card dealer. Mm. <laughs> was that trash? Yeah, he had some, hey, he had some good he stuff. Some he had some good stuff. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. So, um, one of the things that kind of defines your style, right, is kind of you know we've we've called it or you've called it like punk rock. Yeah. Right. Tell tell us about that because I mean it sounds, you know, with the background we you know with your with your dad and you know the punk and the biker stuff, it makes sense why that's 
kind of the attitude, but it's interesting that it exudes itself in a different way, right? right? The rebelling in, in this kind of separate way of, of like bold colors, bold cuts and everything. So t- talk mm-hmm. us through your punk rock approach. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, my whole life I've been a huge fan of, you know, punk and, you know, emo and pop punk because uh, I was an angry little boy. And, um, and so, obviously, you look at punk, right? And, of course, at the time, you know, what they were doing, what they were wearing was very, like, taboo, you know? And that was part of it, right? And But now, you know, you see people still dressing like that. And you see, like, even younger people, people my age, like, they want the punk look. They go out for the leather jacket and... Um, but it sort of right, it makes it like not punk now that it's super popular. It's it's you know sort of kind of games itself out. And so you're you're always saying that conservatism is the new right. Punk, that's right? exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's <you>. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's sort of now right now wearing a suit outside of a, a finance job or something is super taboo. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's sort of yeah. I guess you could say it's like recontextualizing or redefining what, you know, the, the punk like counterculture can be, um, you know, and then, so taking that, you take those ideas of punk, you take those, uh, the ideas of the rebelling and the ideas of the sort of, you know, that, you know, fuck you attitude from Generso and, you know, attaching that to, you know, attaching that to suits and attaching the tailoring, you know, it's, the idea, like, you know, there's all these ideas about, like, tattoos and, like, you know, professionals, right? Oh, you don't want to see them. They need to be in, like, the old-fashioned bathing suit area, where it's, like, all of my tattoos are in the opposite direction. You know, all of my tattoos mm-hmm. are very visible. Um, and I think it, it, you know, gives a different texture to, you know, when I wear tailoring and you, you see, you know, the tattoos that are on my hands or, you know, if I'm wearing, a, a like, a band tee underneath it, you see the other tattoos that I have. Um, it, it sort of gives a different, gives the whole thing a different texture. It's sort of, you know, like we always say about slouchy. It's just, it takes that whole idea that I'm a stuffy suit man, and now, oh wait a second, I have, you know, I'm, I'm a, a slouchy, slouchy suit man. man. You know, I have tattoos, and I'm a, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, it yeah, just take no, those I ideas think... and move them into something else because. That yeah, exactly. That is that is one of the reasons I think that we've been such good friends, and why I'm very glad that you you get it right because I, I've always found that it was it was always it's been hard to explain the thought process of like yeah, oh hundred percent you know, again the whole punk thing because I mean I'm not I'm not really a punk per se. I mean I might listen to some stuff and or or, or like post punk whatever like the modern interpretation of it is because I'm as mentioned I was pretty late to the game with music with certain things <laughs> not film score. But you know, it's that You're idea. Just like, not I, in it's the punk scene. Like, okay, I, it's right, yeah. And you know, but it's like, yeah, taking those ideas and transferring them somewhere else. You know, yeah. I've I've always liked doing that. Just like how you know, I talk about like the ideas of like film score and applying it to music and how mm. oh, not to music to to menswear, like referencing these things. And yeah, I, I mean, think especially it's, now, it's like menswear, such a do that. yeah. It's such a, I mean, in, in, no one will say it, but it's sort of like a counterculture, right? It's the, you know, where, where you know, the fact that we wear these for, like, leisure and for fun and just making it a part of our wardrobe, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of, it's, it's a whole yeah. aspect that, you know, 
a lot of like normal people can't wrap their heads around. Um, right. You know. No, I mean, that's um, that's kind of yeah. One reason why I got into it too. I mean, obviously, it, it was a harder uphill battle for me because the unlike you, where you know the bold colors, the bold cuts come out. My thing was to be like, oh, I'm gonna wear a brown check jacket yeah. and pleats <laughs> and like a trouser that's pretty wide. I'm gonna that, dress you know. like an old man. But even that, <laughs> yeah. Like, and so, even that it's... though is still the same thing because right, you're dressing like an old man, meaning that nobody like in your age bracket or even in the next one up, even is gonna look well, see, like it's you. different it's different to just say i'm gonna dress like an old man versus i'm gonna dress like a 70s rock star in Taylor. true <laughs> like that's a different yes <laughs> they're very, two different but it's the same idea it's the same it's the same concept yeah the same yeah. dna dino yeah. dna yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bingo <laughs> dino dna bingo um we need more menswear in stem yeah but you know yeah it's that's right. Hey, you know, we need we need more uh, alt comedy, right? <laughs> or vice versa. Um, but yeah, how about how about let's let's talk a little bit about you know you know you talked about the po- hyper pop and punk uh, yeah. and everything. Tell us about your music taste and your background, because I'm sure that you know the fact that you listen to some quote subversive music or at least compared to what was expected of you to listen to from your family, I'm sure plays into your whole. You know, oh vibe. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm super, I mean, I listen to a lot of music spanning, you know, I don't want to be that person that says, oh, I listen to everything. Um, but I, I listen to a lot, you know, whether it be, uh, like, you know, I, you know, you just don't like jazz. I don't like, (laughs) (laughs) well, here, we'll go off some things I don't like. I don't like, I don't really like jazz and I don't like new country music. Um, that's fair. That's fair. And I'm not the biggest fan of like trap but everything else i'm like cool with you know if you if you listen to the mm-hmm. the mad king george playlist it does span quite a few genres um okay yeah eclectic i like we'll, it we'll we'll link it yeah it's also notes. four hours long because i hate short playlists if i have mm-hmm. to change a playlist hey, i hate it because then it's like because it. sometimes like then I, the playlist has the same songs and that annoys me <laughs> anyway uh um, i mean yeah, totally. What? Go ahead. No, no, I, I was just going to say uh, my, my music, uh, my libraries are huge. Uh, my phone has like five days worth of music. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I I also make very long playlists. Um, well, anyway, so like my, you know, my family, right? They were, they really listened to yeah. a lot of like hair bands, you know, like the Bon Jovi's. Um, and then also like a lot of like new, the new metal, like the Limp Biscuit stuff, uh, which nice. I hate. Are you a fan of the Biscuit? I'm not a fan of the Biscuit, uh, you okay. know, or like, I'm not a Papa Roach fan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so even, even then too, right. Even though I liked punk even back in, you know, uh, my youth, it was, it still wasn't what they, it still wasn't like the, what they thought was cool rock music. You know, I was into, like, The Clash or The Sex Pistols or, mm-hmm. you know, eventually that turned into My Chemical Romance and, you know, like, All Time Low, um, which eventually led me to, like, Skrillex. You know, it's all, uh, <laughs> you know, 
which now has led me down the rabbit hole to uh, 100 Gex, which I know you guys uh, nope. are nope. so, so not, you guys are lukewarm I on. I think, it'll, I think it'll get warmer, but. Um, okay. Sure. Uh, you know, but like, so it's sort of this whole, it's grown upon it all to come to like hyper pop, but um, yeah, well, like, so the music I listen to super does uh, influence me, right? It's, because all of the music I listen to really, it, it still holds a lot of that outside edge of, you know, I want to be in the mainstream, right? I like mainstream things. I like Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, I like, you know, Dua Lipa and all this. Um, but there's still a part of me that sits on the outside. You know, I for the most mm-hmm. most of my time, I'm screaming my Chemical Romance lyrics um, or, you know, getting assaulted by 100 gex uh <laughs> that's like that's how you part. describe listening yeah, to them it's, <laughs> yeah getting it's like assaulted. a good assault you know and are we gonna get in trouble okay. for that are we, um, the kind of assault that you right. want yeah are you know that that, that whole thing with music is like you know being torn between like the hits and the mainstream and then also like the uh I guess the hidden gems or whatever, yeah. or like, or the more nuanced low key stuff is something that I definitely, you know, uh, identify with. It's kind of hard when you talk to people too, right? Where like, you don't want to say that you're listening to like the popular stuff, you know, like you don't want to be that guy. Well, I don't, I see, I don't um, care when cool. I tell people, if someone asks like, what are you listening to? I'll straight up be like, oh, I'm listening to like love story by Taylor Swift. It's like, cause see, I, yeah, I don't want to be that yeah. music person who thinks they're better than everybody else. Because I know I'm not. I know I'm listening to 100 Gex. Or, like, I know I'm, like, yeah, this Dua Lipa song slaps. Yeah. I think I think the alternative or the the uh, my version of that is someone goes like oh yeah like what do you listen to I'm listening to Star Wars like yeah. that doesn't sound as cool as like I'm listening to Taylor Swift or or like Kanye West I'd rather be like oh yeah it's this like tuba concerto that John Williams wrote for this like tuba player back <laughs> in 2000 like you know like, it's, I'm listening to it's the like Little movement Shop of Horror too like soundtrack. <laughs> at least at least that's fun i actually do do that that is in I my like broadway playlist right before like, you know? coming on here i was listening to the producers because it is uh, a slap oh, hell yeah it dude. is one of the greatest yeah. musicals i no, and movies. i have you know i have a lot of playlists and um and i do have one that's called singing music because it's stuff that i sing and there's a couple <laughs> of like pop songs in there but it's a majority of it is like broadway because i i do <laughs> love singing and i i went to a christian school and broadway i'm pretty sure is probably like anti-queer and anti-substance stuff because it's like you know back in the 1800s theaters were like places of sin right like prostitutes mm. or, or or that's what they tell you right and so there was no i didn't have a drama department so that's kind of like why like okay uh oh so I you couldn't even choir, like yeah but i'm gonna sing fucking so to you Broadway you didn't even have like any most exposure to music. it then you had no like forward exposure to like theater or anything i mean i i yeah no real yeah I could not. Yeah, there was nothing to audition for. I do remember this, and I, you know, I know this is your interview, but um, <laughs> there is, there was a time where we actually did do like there's Christmas plays, yeah, whatever. But I specifically remember that we had like a like an Easter play thing. It was like a very like a monologue where like you had like eight to twelve like monologues, like f- very short 
maybe not maybe like maybe not that short like five like five minute monologues and it was like people who knew jesus it was like one of those things where it's it's about jesus but it's from the perspective of like different people so you had like you did god monologue you basically did god spell is that what that is? I don't even know. I don't. I well, see. I don't. I don't know. But well, Godspell. Okay, so Godspell is kind of weird because there's basically only one speaking part, and that's yeah. Jesus, and everyone else has like two lines, and the rest is song. Yeah. Oh well, no. I'm like yeah. this wasn't. This wasn't like it was. That was like the backdrop of it. So we would do like these monologues, and then there would be like a song. You know, like Mary, did you know would come after Ugh, Mary's thing. You know, Yikes. yeah. And I auditioned for. Uh, Caiaphas, I think, who was, like, the leader of the Sanhedrin who, like, you know, sentences Jesus to death. Mm-hmm. And I played him in, like, the most campy way, like, like, <laughs> Ramses possible. Like, Ramses in, in the Prince of Egypt or Yule Briner kind of a thing. He's and doing, they he's doing did Eric not Andre like that. They were, Jesus. like... <laughs> they, they I mean, it was big. so much fun to, like... restrained performance. Yeah, they wanted it to play him like this kind of guy who like, oh, what if I did kill the Messiah? Like, what have I just doomed like the Jewish race oh or whatever? I don't. But um, but I played him as like this guy. Like, yeah, I hate Jesus. I I want to I want control <laughs> over my over my people. I don't want this this Messiah to, to steal Yo, my fuck thunder. This guy. Um, I'm pretty I'm get, pretty sure I also did an impression guy. of. Um, of Gary Oldman's peacock, yeah, Gary oh, Old- Gary God. Oldman's peacock character from Kung Fu Panda Two. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's my. Is there a- my first um, my first play that I did at yeah. a Christian school was also a Christian play, and I really quickly want to say this: the plot was, um, so there's a verse that says like uh, if people stop you know proclaiming the word of Jesus, the rocks will have to do it, and the play that exact scenario happens where I'm just a kid walking around <laughs> like ah. Fuck God. And then a rock is like, hold on. You gotta, don't fuck God. Learn about him. Coney 2012. And then the rocks teach me about Christ. That's, uh, that's, that's yeah, I mean. Sad. That's yeah. something else. Um, well, I did a lot of music But, you know, speaking, speaking of, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you did. I mean, we've, we've talked oh, a little bit about life. that in a couple of the streams and everything. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Did a lot of did a lot of um, music theater but, in like high uh, school and shit. I mean, I mean, you know, looking back, it kind of makes sense, right? This kind of you know, no offense, but like the theater kid ends up being a very bold dresser. Right. I feel like kind of is a, is a common. Just thing I, I don't happens. wear a trilby and I don't say milady. Well, you know, I you don't, I yeah, take you don't, that last part back. I do say milady quite often now. Yeah. <laughs> but you you're not wearing what the graphic t-shirt with like a tweed vest unbuttoned, right. you know, with the with the shoulder bag and everything. That's true. Um, uh, and you know, yeah. Yeah. It's uh so <laughs> speaking of like uh impressions and stuff. Uh you bear you bear more than a passing resemblance to the infamous Fred Castleberry. Yeah. Is he do, is he infamous? I or mean, famous. I think he's, he's I think he's regular he's famous. <laughs> I think he is regular famous. He was yeah. on he was on a Netflix show. And that was HBO. HBO so. show. It's HBO. HBO. Yeah, HBO. Yeah. It's not television. It's not, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not television. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you I mean, I'm I'm very curious. Yeah. Did you How early did you see him? Like I just have to know. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> It wasn't until uh, I was working at Thomas Pink that I sort of found out about what, him. What year was that? 
2017, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2017, because in 2018 is when I started working at where I work now. Um, yeah, so 2017 is when I found out about him, because somebody came in and said, oh my God, you look just like Fred Castleberry. And I said, I don't know who that is. Who the fuck said, is that? Who's that? And who then, that? so the, I looked him up, and I was like, holy shit, I look like this guy. <clears throat> and then... Of course, he was doing, he, he's doing, he, you know, does something sort of similar, you know, a, sort of adjacent. Uh, and so, like, oh, this guy is kind of cool, yeah. right? This guy gets it. Uh, I showed a picture. I, this, is, this, is a, this is a real true story. I pulled up the Instagram and I showed my girlfriend and I said, what, I said Look, what do you think of this picture? And she uh, 100% went, is that you? And I said, no, this is a 40-year-old man <laughs> that apparently... He's, uh, like a Gemini, he's not that old, Gemini I don't think. No, he's in his 30s, I think. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, this is but a guy named that's... Fred Castleberry. Apparently, he's like a famous person. And, uh, and so you, you said... said he's Tom... dating Kelsey Grammer's daughter. Yeah. yeah. But so you said, you said that he's, uh, you know, this was Thomas Pink time 2017. Mm-hmm. And this is before you started doing your suits. Do you do you think at any point were you like, I'm gonna do a similar cut suit? Because I, I'm just saying mm-hmm. it, not just the face, not just the glasses. No, there's a lot of, like of similarities of between thing. us. There's I, a lot of similarities. I'm not gonna pretend yeah. there isn't. Um, you know, he yeah. definitely. I'm not gonna. Yeah, there was definitely some you know obvious uh, you know inspiration there. Um, yeah. but he, you know, he also pulls his inf- inspiration from a lot of the similar people that I did, you know, he didn't come mm-hmm. up with the, the, the cropped pants. Um, but you know, right, I'm not right. yet, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that like, you know, that I live in a vacuum. Um, so he, I mean, he sort of in 2017, right. I, I sort of been, I've been piecing together this idea of what I wanted to be. And he was, a, he was another piece of it. Um, which, you know, of course, it then right. evolved yeah. into, you know, it, you know, he was a piece of the puzzle right, because... and then it, you know, went to where, you know, then the puzzle obviously is a full Well, thing. I think, I think the big question is, what is your opinion of Wes Anderson? So, yeah. That might be so I am not a big Wes Anderson fan. I think his movies are fun. Uh-huh. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. Um, that 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 makes sense. So that's why that's where our but difference I mean, kind of starts to fork off, right? He's so inspired by those, and I'm more inspired by. Because I mean, music. I'm looking at your apartment right now. It's you know, and your walls yeah. are like this kind of fun, like light blue color. It's not the pink color that he does, but I, you know, my bathroom that. is pink. There's a lot of the. If that see yeah. okay, mm-hmm. there's that, and you guys are both photographers. Yeah, with this kind of you, know, you guys, you know, shoot the very kind of realistic, kind of like '60s, you know, style flash images, um, you know, Polaroid style yeah. film style. You know, well, you know, you I mean, that you know, that. obviously comes from you know inspiration from like you know, yeah, the '60s, like Andy Warhol and all that. So I didn't take that right from him. exactly. <laughs> but but it's, it's also it's just interesting to see like when you have people in the similar wavelengths who also have the same inspiration. Yeah, right? well, yeah, and like, canonically, it, he understands that we look alike too. I've had this conversation with him, so he he's aware yeah. that we look alike. Uh, he he's the one that yeah, called me his York. doppelganger. He lives down the street That's right. from Dave because right. you you've 
You've met, have you, you've met him in person? I correct? haven't met him in person. I once, this is funny too, I once saw him on the street and um, I, again, I wish I was joking. We were basically wearing the same thing. <laughs> it's, what if you, you just like meet him for the first time and he just like pulls he out a gun? beats the shit. <laughs> he's like, and he says there like dead, like, like just, wa- yeah, wide eyes, just like. Like I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the final one. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been preparing for this day. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> it just oh, shoots no. me in but the I chest. Mean, yeah, I, I, God. Yeah, and then and then you start like digitizing, like right, you start, like, like going into like him. I was a clone. I was like his clone all you. along. I was a rogue clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the island, you right, know. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, so I mean, he was in a coma yeah, the whole you, time. You clearly have. I, I think it's just really telling, you know, when you have these kind of creative guys um, with these. Uh, it, it, you end up developing a brand, right? You right. have like what Spencer called earlier, right? It's entrepreneurial. You want to find. You can't find what you want, so you start making it yourself. Fred yeah. did that, and there you are know, no I'm sure new it ideas. Kind of comes from. Uh, right, exactly. There's no new ideas, mm-hmm. um, but I know. I think. I don't know. I, a lot of a lot of us who start our own stuff, um, and by I, I, by that I mean very broadly, like podcasts. Like I don't mean I'm making any clothes, <laughs> but you know, it's it's fun to see when you have photographers do it because it's mm-hmm. like you're creating this world. It's what your eye wants to see, and and when you kind of expand on that, right? Like, okay, what what is in the image that you are creating? What is inside that world? And clothes, you know, make a you know, are a big part of that. Like I think of also, right. you know, I think. I don't know how many photographers are also stylish people, but a lot of stylish people tend to also be photographers, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the menswear space. A lot of, you know, the guys that I follow uh, take really good pictures, not just of themselves, but, you know, of other people. Ethan Newton, you know, Thousand Yard Style and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about how photography played a role for you. I, I mean, I, I, so I, I shoot on, you know, medium format now, like almost exclusively. Uh, except for like the mm-hmm. point and shoot that I took to the Grand Canyon, um, and yeah. you know it it's the same kind of thing, right? When you approach when you approach making a garment, you know you have to approach it you know sort of slowly, and you have to think about everything because right. you know there is no returning it, there is no redos really yeah. on the, in the grand whole of it, and so it works the same way like with medium format film, right? I only have sixteen shots to a roll. And that mm-hmm. roll costs, yeah. you know, to process it and scan it, you know, that's going to cost, you know, $15. So if I, you yeah. know, botch a roll, I'm not going to know I botched it until it comes back blank, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you're out then 15 I'm out, bucks. Like, you know, well, I'm out 15 bucks plus the cost that it, the film, you know, medium format film isn't cheap. Developing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of the same kind of thing right when you're making garments. So if I if I fuck up a suit, you know, I have to pay for it to get remade. And you know, right. now I'm out. You know, however much the cost was. Um, and Wh- so, it's, when did you get into photography? Also, by the way, um, I started. I was into photography sort of like in high school. Um, you know, I was on the okay. the yearbook team and all that stuff. But I, I didn't take it like really uh, sort of seriously until I like moved to New York and there were like things to photograph. You know, mm-hmm. um, that yeah, that is something I I'm very jealous of because every time every every like New Yorker I follow has this kind of innate you know, lamography thing where you're always taking pics of stuff that you're around. And uh, when you live in the suburbs of LA, 
Um, there's nothing, nothing around. Yeah. Pictures. I mean, you know, Jason, I'm sure that you can relate living in the suburbs. Of yeah, Boston, there's nothing. You said you didn't really get into photography until you moved to right. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Here there's stuff to sense. look at, you know, and I mean, I folk a lot of my, you know, I take a lot of portraits, um, you know, right. but there again, even in New York City, there's more interesting people to take portraits of. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right, New York. Let's calm down with the you whole. Know. Uh, you know, it's so so great. You got bodegas. But, yeah, I got bodegas. But, I mean, it's a whole. I made the. You know, I have the. I, you know, I made my photography zine, right? And it's just portraits of these three um, girls that I know. Um, and that's the entire thing of it. And it's like that's not something you can really. Is that your girlfriend? A girl you know? No, none. Of, none of the girls in the zine are oh. her. Oh really? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, the more you know. Um, All right, still, but, still flexing. I I know I know three girls who aren't my girlfriend. Take that's that, true. You cucks. Uh, <laughs> you fucking cucks. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So it well it seems that you have a lot of you know again very creative. You want you've created different stuff, right? You've, you've yeah. made a zine. You know you've you've printed off some hats with punk rock on them. You yeah, know, printing early, more. Uh, I'm getting there. Are more of them are on the their way. That's right. What colors yeah. are those going to be? Uh, it's ones? still the same white. I couldn't find. I, I, okay. I found some. So I did find some corduroy, but the whole process behind would be astronomically long because I'd have to, you know, get the corduroy mm-hmm. hats here. Then I'd have to ship them off to somebody else to like get them embroidered, and they'd, sh- you know, and I didn't want. Uh, I didn't want to like be you know invested in this for another year just to get yeah, just to get like, a handful that seems like it would really eat up your margins yeah yeah too yeah because yeah, i'm not paying you know but for the hats and then paying for the embroidery whereas like with the white ones it's all just one cost mm-hmm. one factory right well so what was the inspiration behind that was that kind of the uh, and you can start to plug it here but yeah was that the first thing you started to do for like Mad King George? Like, cause that, that's the first thing you sold. So it wasn't even oh, the God. initial idea. It wasn't this, you know, the, the punk rock hat technically predates the concept of the brand. Uh, it wow, just so, okay. yeah. And I don't know if we've introduced it, but yeah, Mad King George is your, is your brand that you're, yeah. that you're working on right yeah. now. Yeah. Clothing for the yeah. revolution that came first. And I thought it, the other <laughs> thing was funny. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the um, the initial like the hats, um, the hat, I ordered the hats. I thought it'd be like fun. I was like, oh, it'd be really funny. You know, there's always like, you know, everyone's doing dad hats. I was like, oh, it'd be kind of fun. I'll make some. I was bored, you know, and I had a lot of money from like unemployment, you know, itching right. to be spent. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so then I ordered them, and because of you know the pandemic, and it took forever for them to come here. And they initially were just going to have, like, my name in them. You know, like, it was, like, the brand was just my name. Uh, and then, you know, when like I find... Like Right. And then I didn't like that because I didn't want my name to really be attached to it. Not that I didn't, like, I'm a bad person. Uh, just right. I, I didn't like the idea that I no longer owned my name. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I, I if, like, yeah. If my name is a brand, I no longer, my name isn't my name. Like, I don't own that anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then, luckily, I'd come up with the idea for the brand. And I was like, this is it. This is exactly, you know, sort of what I wanted to do. And I started all, like, the, you know, the processes of factories and stuff. And they finally came in. And I was like, okay, well, these are going under. Like, this now, my, you know, sort of funny. Like, this fits exactly what I want it to be. So I took a Sharpie. 
and uh, wrote Mad King George in each one of the hats. <laughs> nice. Um, and, yeah, sent him off in, like, uh, post office envelopes, which I then, like, scribbled. That's where the, the crown motif came from, was I pulled it on oh, all of okay. these, uh, on the packages. I was like, oh, it needs, so I need some sort of branding. Oh, cool. And I was like, I didn't know how to, at, for a while, the, the crown idea was, like, the actual, you know, like a photocopy of the royal crown. But I was like, I can't draw that. <laughs> So I just like I just scribbled this like three pointed crown with the cross on top. I was like, whatever, you know. And then I was like, oh, that's actually that's pretty cool, right? That sort of fits. Yeah. I mean, that that's the best right. we are thing, you know. That's uh, and that's why the yeah. that's why the brand works so but, well for me is because it's like it's so much of like things that were just sort of pouring out of me in in a certain in different aspects that and I just put them all together and realized this is a whole thing. Right. This isn't just, you know, this is yeah. bits and pieces of something, but this is the whole thing. So it yeah. was sort of a cool. What, what is, the, you know, what what do you think, like, the the, go- the goal is here? Like, you, do you want everyone to kind of dress, or what do you want people to get out of it? You know, I, you know, I, I don't know, because I, gotcha. yeah, this is the got, gotcha, gotcha journalism, journalism right here. Um, huh. You know, because I don't. You know, it's sort of a toss-up, right? I don't want to be, you know, a famous person, right? And I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want, like, the brand to be, you know, like, the next Ralph Lauren. I don't want it to be that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I want it to be right. a place, like, you know... If I ever have a shop, you know, it's like... You, you're not coming in there off the street because you're like, Oh, man, I need a new suit, you know? It was like the idea that... You, you want right, that you want, suit. You want the Mad King right. George suit. You know, it's like you wanted, you know, everything about what we did and not not just because, oh, I'm sure he can make me a Navy suit or, you know, it's like this idea that you, you know, you're so the, the house style is just the style you're going to get kind of thing, you know, because I mean, it's all like yeah. made to measure and like custom. Uh, we can do a lot of cool stuff, but it's like you at the end of the day, you're you're buying into not just the, you know look of the brand but you're buying into the execution of you know the garments um that that is yeah that is something we talked a little bit about in our custom episode where you know at a certain point you are you know you have to kind of give up a little bit of yourself to be a part of that right. brand. i mean you know and tailoring is the biggest example of that where you're like okay i'm gonna go here and get what they think will look good right on me. if you just want you know if you yeah. want whatever you want then like go to indochino you know and because like a lot of bespoke yeah, so, houses I mean, too don't really do that they do you know they're gonna gear you toward obviously they'll make their changes they want to make money um but they're gonna gear you toward looking like how you know their brand and their tailor right, and- cuts things and th- yeah, and that's why it's important to find out, like you know, that you really want that specific yeah. house. That way, you don't feel like you're being shortchanged, or then, or that you're going to push the tailor to do something that they right. Don't, you're not going to walk into Edward Sexton and say, "I'm looking for you know a skinny notch lapel." You know, this is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. We should do one of those stupid YouTube prank videos, like pranking, pranking <laughs> Edward Sexton with social a, experiment. Love, yeah. yeah, asking for a slim Ask- lapel. <laughs> Asking, <laughs> asking for a slim lapel in Savile Row, and it's like stepping right. on people's sneakers in the hood. It's that kind of <laughs> but so, so okay, so tell, so is the Mad King George suit gonna be that the the aesthetic that you currently wear? Is it gonna be like the? 
Is it still the... Well, you have yes. a sample. I have you one have sample. I have another right. sample on yeah, the yeah. way of... Um, I'll send the... Fa- I end up going with a different fabric that I was posting in the Discord. I'll, I'll show you guys afterward. But um, yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's... the ja- I've made the jacket a little bit longer um, just to okay. give everything a little more drape because now I, it's a full canvas suit. Um, so I want to take mm-hmm. advantage oh, of the nice. full canvas. So I made it a little bit longer than, um, you know, than what I was doing with like Dave. Um, but yeah, so like the pants are still like pretty short, you know, like basically a little bit above your like ankle bone, but that's not, I'm not a stickler on that either. You know, the main, if someone wants their pants, right. The main thing with the pants, will he, will he give them a little bit of guff for it? You'll be like, like, all right, (laughs) right. Do it, but, um, you know, but the main thing is like, I, I made the cuff of the pant bigger. So it's two and a quarter inches now in the cuff. Um, okay. and obviously you know, it's a pleated pant and all that, uh, still. So, I mean, it's, it's basically what I do wear now. Um, you know, like you see with like the, the Navy sample I got. Um, so it's, uh, you yeah, walk us through the sample. Tell yeah. Us so it's it. the, the Navy, it's double breasted. Uh, it's a, a one twenties wool and it has super, you know, there's no padding in the shoulders. Uh, but it has a full canvas front, which gives you, it actually gives a sort of a, you know, an interesting look, right? Because you have the the weight in the front of it and your shoulders, obviously there's no padding mm-hmm. to support that weight. So it has a really cool drape in the shoulder um, that I, I really like personally. And then, of course, it has the big, you know, uh, I think I think on that one, the lapels are like four and a quarter inches. So they're, you know, big yeah. lapels, you know, big peak lapels, um, patch pockets, big patch pockets too, which I actually didn't, I didn't actually specify nice. for the big patch pockets. I just wanted them to put whatever ones and they were but big they, and I they said, that's just... great. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. double vented, uh, single pleated front. Right. Uh, and the gold buttons actually are also on the pants as well. So like the the brass buttons are on the pants too, oh, which I think cool. is a really cool. Because yeah. I mean, I don't you know I don't really plan on wearing the navy suit like together. You know, a navy suit's not really my my gig. Um, so when it looks separately, right, with the the brass button on the pant looks really cool separately. Um, you know, and it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen another another brand do yeah, that. Yeah, just that's trying to. Cool. That's a really cool uh, um, detail. Yeah, they, I I thought it was really. Good. I was like, oh, well, whatever. You know, I can change a button later if I don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool. And like the pockets are, uh, you know, typical like slanted pockets, um, side tabs. But the yeah, the, the main thing I had never worn a full canvas suit before um, making this, and so mm-hmm. it's definitely I can see the hype. I really, <laughs> you know, I was yeah, yeah. step up full. Full canvas, uh, I can tell you, is so I mean, it's good. a little, There's obviously nothing, it's heavier, right? You can't right? compare that but, to anything else, the drape. Yeah, the drape is just... But heavier means more yeah, drape. Yeah, the so, fucking yeah. drape, especially when it's unbuttoned, the double breasted unbuttoned so, with the full canvas is just, yeah. oh my god, it's drapes yep. and it's, yeah, uh, it's real cool. So, so where, you know, where does, you know, Jason Sandigon end and Mad King George begin? Like, what inspirations are you taking for this brand, you know? Well, that, yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious because, you know. The unfortunate thing is that connected, they don't. Right? There's no, yeah, there is no difference. 
you know, the same okay. the same shit that I'm I want to make and that I am making is the exact same stuff that I would wear, which is why. You know, I'm at this, you know, it's a sort of situation where it's probably going to be an issue, you know, soon where it's like, people are like, oh, is there a market for this? I'm like, I don't know. And I frankly don't care, you know? <laughs> you know, I you I just, just want to make, make yeah, I just want to make cool clothing. Yeah. And if, like, other people want to buy it, that's great. But if they don't, then I'm going to have cool clothing for myself. And that's sort of like, right, so that's where, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. not an entrepreneur in that way. You know, I'm not at this to like make the millions of dollars. <laughs> you might, yeah, you might be the I'm worst the, entrepreneur. I'm probably the worst entrepreneur. That. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't yeah, want really, anyone yeah. else to buy it. Um, it's, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. People are always like. You know, oh, hey, your blog is like, why don't you write about things that people want to hear? Or why don't you talk on the podcast about things people want to listen, you know, listen to? And I'm like, You're like I, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, <laughs> last <laughs> yeah. I checked, it's I my podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so, okay. So what would be, what is the quintessential Mad King George, uh, Jason Sandigan outfit? Mm. Like, what would that look like? What pieces comprise it? What details would um, be? Top, top to, to top, bottom. Top to bottom. bottom. It would probably be, um, you know, in so the like a, a fawn, like uh, like a fawn color, that like brown, light brownish color, um, in like a Prince mm-hmm. of Wales check. Okay. Um, full, you know, full suit. Okay. Because I, if yeah, I like things as a full suit. Um, you know, with some nice horn buttons. But like you know, probably single breasts. I do like double breasts a lot, but it, you know, as a quintessential look, you know, I think single breasts just makes a little more yeah, sense. But mm-hmm. probably be, uh, you know, yeah, like a nice like brown check suit, um, with some nice real horn buttons, single breasted, but with like a most likely with a bellied peak lapel on it, uh, full mm-hmm. ca- full canvas sexy. front, and uh, nice. you know the high waist. Um, probably, uh, probably like double pleats, double forward pleats would be, is something I'm really into. Um, that's a good okay. thing. You know, and yeah, the pants, so my pants, my house pant tapers a little bit, um, but not enough to where, you know, it fucks with the pleats. Um, so I think it gives, I mm-hmm. think it gives a really cool silhouette, really lengthens the legs because the waist obviously is, is high as well. You know, it's a... The the for me it's a twelve and a half inch rise and so on someone five seven you know that's a that's you know pretty meaty, pretty um, yeah you know it's different and everybody just made I'm making a sample uh, for my girlfriend because we do women's as well which is a really important thing for me um, and like the rise on her mm. pants is going to be like she's like an inch shorter than me but the rise on her pants is like fourteen inches. And it has it's oh, gonna damn. have a it has a double forward pleat with um, a Hollywood waistband. Yeah. Uh, so it That's so it's cool. gonna be really cool. Um, well, what about like shirt and tie combo uh, shoes and everything? So shirt, it, the shirt is always uh, like a stripe, whether it be a university stripe, but probably with the brown, it'd probably be like a like a blue stripe. Ah, oh, you read the blog. I do. Uh, it'd probably be like a blue stripe. <laughs> you know, what well, have. Honestly, it's probably that uh, the first shirt sample I made from Japan, right? With the with yeah, the contrast collar, with the, the multi stripe. It's probably that, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, 
tie-wise, it, you know, the brown and the the multi-stripe always looks really nice with just the, um, I have a red, white, and blue rep tie that I got from Thomas Pink. Um, and shoe-wise, it's the lug sold, uh, lug sold pair of like black penny loafers. Mm-hmm. The lug sole is and white, and white socks, socks right? of course. I literally don't wear like anything else other than white socks. And well, I have other <laughs> solids, but I have the most socks I have is white. Yeah, mostly you stick to your white socks. Yeah, uh, that is. I mean, yeah, that is kind of what we've come to expect from all of your or the, the ideas yeah. thereof from our. Either that, it would be like a stuff. navy, uh, navy chalk stripe in like a heavy flannel. So it has that like. So it's mm-hmm. like pilling, you know. Because when you, the key to a lot of this though too is like, you're going to beat it up and I want you to beat it up, you know, because that's when like the fabric, you know, when you beat up, when you beat up like tweed or like flannel, it looks so cool. It looks so much better than when you like, it's just combed out. I mean, yeah. Broken in, worn in clothes in general look way better. Um, So yeah. It's pretty punk rock. Yeah. If I would do, I would also say, yeah, like a... A navy flannel with like a Hollywood waistband, um, same like peak lapels and everything. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. even even with just like a white shirt under that, it would look really cool, like a white button down. But here's my here's my idea for a punk, punk rack, rack. <laughs> punk punk rack, punk rock, punk rock sport coat. You take Edward Sexton cut yeah. with the strong shoulders, the wide lapels, just rip <laughs> off the sleeves. Put a put a big misfits patch on the back, and then just, just a, a bunch a of shit safety, ton of pins, safety on the pins shoulders that still have that just have the the shoulder padding yeah. just spilling out. <laughs> that's what you should do. Well, I mean that's that's kind of funny because uh, you you like natural shoulders than than shoulder pads. I don't do. You? I you like yeah, I do shoulder? like a soft shoulder. Um, yeah, there's something. There is always something about the like a strong shoulder that always comes across weird to me. Um, it just doesn't, you don't look relaxed, you know, and I, I, I want, yeah. I want, yeah, the suit has to look relaxed for me. Otherwise it's too much of like a power mm. suit thing, you know? Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with like a softer shoulder pad. I know there's like, um, you know, like 18th amendment does like a really soft padding, which I think is nice. Right. Um, but you know, anything that extends the shoulder is too much. Um, so you, what about extended soft shoulders? Well, that's sort of it. Kind of, you know, we do the extended soft shoulder. It sort of becomes a different okay. thing, right? It sort of becomes, you know, the you have a drop seam instead of like, you know, because it, it yeah. doesn't end up. You know, when you have the extended shoulder, you know, you get and you end up getting like underneath the shoulder pad. If your arm doesn't like, like if your bicep doesn't touch the top of that pad, you get that weird pinching always. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, whether it looks cool whatever. when you're standing still, it's not going to when you move. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know. It's I like the extended shaft shoulders. That's is why fine. I'm fine with that. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, that's you know, it's it's really cool to hear you explain this look. And again, when you look when you look at the show notes and you see all these different images, I think you'll you'll get Jason's vibe like right away. I hope yeah. so. Which and is... I mean, that's I think that's that's a valuable thing for a brand to have. Um, is just a coherent. <laughs> a coherent look yeah. right out of the gate um that's yeah that's that's valuable i mean it, yeah i mean not just in the brand and the brand too but i think uh i mean you've 
kind of made your name for yourself in the Discord. You know, though we we've been having yeah, like one, one of the <laughs> first group sourced emojis is just yeah. as punk rock in the same font yeah. in the same you know in Helvetica. Helvetica. But I don't think the original hat's not Helvetica because it's a Sarah. Yeah, font. I think. Yeah, I can't remember what it. You don't I even can't know. What it is. I can't. <laughs> I, oh. It might be, you know, Whatever. It's, the, the, the fact uh, it that, might be the fact that the font is wrong it might be on the emoji. The fact, <laughs> the fact that the font is wrong on the emoji. I do, makes yeah. It more it's still, it's still funny. More, yeah. More bootleg. Yeah. Which is something I love. Yeah, like, I, I even has I mean, his yeah, bootleg that's... punk rock hat, and I love it. And like, and <laughs> that's, that's something I can see. Yeah. I, if you that's... rip my shit off, I find, <laughs> I find it so good. I love it. You know, like, I have all these, like, graphic, like, they have the band tees, right? And I'm just, I want someone to rip it off, like, but do it, like, sort of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Ivan just, like, drew it onto his hat. Like, that's <laughs> cool. You know, if Ivan did it again yeah. with a white tee so and just wrote punk off. rock on the t-shirt, like, that, that's badass. But please buy yeah, my t-shirts, no, though, because... So the secret, the secret to plagiarism is be cool right. while you're doing it. Yeah, don't pass it off as your own thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Yeah. But also, if you buy my That's, shirts, I mean, <laughs> yeah, please please support yeah. the artist as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, this has been this has been really fun to kind of you know dissect your style and history and especially the brand because I think I think it's really been a positive force in the Discord. I think Thank that mm-hmm. I I really I really don't think that the attitude the Discord has uh, it would have been there without you know without no, you. Thank you. I think that I the love whole, the, the whole Discord. punk rock thing. I mean, and I've been. Uh, I'm glad you know. Plug, yeah. please plug it to all your friends and family. Even though my family doesn't even know what Discord it. is, <laughs> yeah. and they can't even figure <laughs> out like but, their iPhone. So, <laughs> yeah. But I think I think it's fun that you know you're kind of like it's a positive meme, right? The whole like you know Jason punk rock thing is such a such a common thing for us. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a couple a couple of our friends like uh, like like Chris, our friend Chris has the, bought the punk rock hat and he loves wearing it with like Taylor. Yeah, and, and um, like MJ ordered and... one uh, last night while on the stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, we, really? And we didn't we didn't That's even great. have to tell our producer to do it. He, he you know he has his own yeah. volition. Please don't get on mic. Don't get on mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm very curious to see what happens with Mad King George as you as you expand and as you continue to find out whether or not who the real person is right is it mm-hmm. you or mad king george yeah well it's like jekyll and hyde <laughs> right i'm be split in twain and like king george like the mad king yeah george, you're gonna go mad and your your son is gonna have to take over he's gonna that's have to true be prince regent yeah of the brand yeah so you better, right, you better I guess, get gotta start already, pumping away you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> So other than what what is it madkingeorge.com or madkingeorge.com? Uh, the what, the Instagram the is madkingeorgetailors uh but the website is madkingeorge.com. I tried messaging the guy that owns That's good that you were able to yeah, get that domain. Uh, I was yeah. I didn't get the Instagram. I even messaged the guy that had it and I said, "Hey, um can I have this?" He never responded. So I'm sure dick. he's a shame. Is it like a dead uh, account? When's I don't know. The last time they I, it's like some guy, random guy. But uh, yeah, so I was like, whatever. Wow. It's Mad, it's King, Mad King George. It's him from Back from the Dead. Um, but yeah, I, I the moment I could get that uh, when I looked it up, like after I figured out the name of the brand, and I looked it up and I bought the domain. Even I had no website, but I bought the domain. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what exactly is the? Uh, how did you come up with the name real quick? Um, like, was the I was I'm in. I was uh, 
in a car going to East Hampton with uh, my boss. And um, uh-huh. he had said something. We were talking about it, talking to him about how I wanted to create a brand that was sort of like, you know, this sort of nutter thing. Uh, and I, he said something. He said, like, some president's name. And I was like, yeah, why don't I just call it Mad mm-hmm. King George, you know, clothing for the revolution. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I was wait like, a minute. Okay, that... It was a it was an offhanded joke, like an ironic like. Yeah, uh. I was like, oh, like I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Why don't I just call it this? And I was like, oh, wait a second. And that's a very like right. biopic moment. <laughs> yeah. Where, like... Why don't we just call ourselves Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons <laughs> over here? And then like, wait a minute. Wait that's... a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like. So like I a... just. Like, uh, like, like, I think in the, I think in the movie, like Frankie's in the car or someone's in the car and like, he's on the bus and the guy, like a woman's running away from a guy. He's like, Sherry, baby, come <laughs> back. Sherry, where are you going? And <laughs> it's like, like, hold on. Like, Wait a second. There's something there. Them singing Sherry. <laughs> so I just did some research. Mad King George, that Instagram has not been active since 2017. There are two posts. There are two other Ooh. Mad King George accounts. One, which is there's dots in between all the words. That is an account belonging oh, to a beagle. thank God. <laughs> um, that is still active. Their most recent post was from February 12th, and it's a dog looking at a clock or something, and it just says, oh. what's over here? <laughs> and then there's another one. So you right. heard of the dog. Now get ready for the cat. There's a oh, cat wow. called Matt. I'm in, go- I'm in good company. <laughs> And that, that account has not been active since 2018. Yeah. That has underscores. So maybe you could try messaging the Well, I've already, I've already been posting and, that and it's that you know, Taylor's. And this, I'm tagged and things. That's i got to work on a backlog. So, yeah. oh well. Hey, man, I was right yeah. there with you with the, with the changing of the blog right. name. Um, but okay, so they can follow the brand at Mad King George Taylor's. I was about to say .com, <laughs> but that's not how Instagram works. Yeah, you can do that. You can follow me. But where, where else can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at yeah, Jason Sandigan TV. Um, mm, yeah, TV. this is you know back when I thought hey, it was going to be some what's celebrity. The, what's the story? Is that really what the why? You uh, TV yeah, there? it was originally. I was like, oh, it's like because I was going to be like some like sketch comedian. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, there is quite a few comedians that have like yeah. TV or whatever. At least it was early, early and then uh, I really got on my high horse when um, I was asked to submit a packet for the Late Show, and I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And uh, <laughs> I didn't get hired. Obviously, I had a, a, a fun phone call with uh, oh. their head writer, and he was just like, "Yeah, um, we can't do this." No, <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> So what else, what else can people do if they want to support you? Follow, uh, Instagram, follow the Instagram. Buy, buy your uh, stuff. I technically have a Twitter, which is at Jason is amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't tweet very often though. Nice. So I do have but it. You have it. I use it mostly to like tweets from Ethan and Matt. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, I support. I'm trying. I'm trying to get my Twitter presence. Yeah. I hope. There. I hope Pokemon follows cool you and everything. Oh, I, I and I have to eat a shoe yeah, if that happens. But, <laughs> I, I, it's I, I like said it. Well, well, this is this is in the future, so I hope, I hope she like did to... follow you. Yeah, I, if, I, if she if she does follow you, I think you should do the Werner Hertz. Yeah, oh no, I I absolutely do. said that. If Pokemon follows me, I will I will I will eat at least a part of a shoe. I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. You, you've heard it here. She's, she's single. I mean, I'm not single. I guess he's gonna I he's gonna that. eat his uh, his shell cordovans. Uh, you heard it here. <laughs> oh no! Hey, it's it's oh meat. <laughs> it's meat. So what <laughs> leather would be the best to eat? Edible edible leather. Yeah, let think? us know in the comments. I don't think I think sh- shell fruit leather. You can get fruit leather. There shoes. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jason, for being a part of this interview. I know you might be the. I don't. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, I feel like every stream with you is an interview, and I thought it'd be fun (laughs) to kind of have one just just dedicated to you. Wow, just yeah, dedicated to Um, me and not uh, while playing zombies. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Or Or poker, poker. right? Oh God, I lost Um, everything. We could have been playing zombies this whole time. (laughs) Who said? Hold on, they don't. They don't know that we weren't. Yeah, that's we're true. losing yeah. probably. Um, well, if you, if you guys want to talk to Jason more and be a part of our community, uh, you guys can go to patreon.com slash down direction. You know, after after you buy Jason's hat, yeah. after you get a suit made from him when he launches, you can join our Discord or join I, it before I'd that. prefer you yeah, join it before. After. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can, uh, I can't guarantee that the yeah. suit part is happening soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a really it's a really fun place, really popping. Um, we we you know we do a lot. We have a lot of uh, fun discussions on there. Lots of great eBay and buying links. Um, and if you give us ten dollars a month, we say your name, which I'll do right now. So thank you to Seth Good. Peterson, Eric Hall, Austin Malott, Shane Curry, Philip Regard, Audrey Jessica, and Jeremy Ostriker. We really appreciate you. But I understand that money can be hard to come by. But you know what isn't. Tell us, Spencer. I'll tell you. Uh, reviews on iTunes. That's right. It doesn't cost a doesn't cost a thing to leave one, especially if it's five stars. <laughs> especially if it's five it's, stars. It's also it's closer to your thumb placement if you're holding it in your right hand. The five is the five yeah. stars. Yeah. So it's like side. honestly, that's the easiest thing to do is to give us five stars. Uh, slightly less easy is writing a review, but it doesn't have to be long. You could just be like, it's a good podcast, and that'll count. Um, and if you did that, we'd love you oh, wow. and kiss you. <laughs> kiss you, yeah. baby. Um, uh-huh. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And you can follow the podcast at Style and Direction, all spelled out. Uh, big thank you to our producers, MJ and Matt, who are not on mic but are in the room with, <laughs> with us, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, we will all, see they're all, they're in all yeah. three of our rooms. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's blowing our mind how they're like zipping through like the um, like a boson Higgs particle. Like you can't you can't yeah. you know a little Big Bang Theory magic <laughs> for you. Um, I was gonna say you'll see us next time, but the next time will be could be on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash on direction stream Wednesdays and Saturdays. Wednesdays for gaming. Saturdays for menswear. We'll see you on wherever you want us youtube too baby yeah. we're everywhere we're the boat we're the boson yep. higgs menswear particle baby that's it <laughs> yeah we don't make sounds unless <laughs> you can perceive it right yeah we're we're completely silent <laughs> that's right we'll see you guys Bye-bye. bye 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 bye